Hey everyone, we're so glad you're here. I'm Elisa Monjadas. I'm a marketing leader and executive coach. I'm Courtney Copeland, and I'm an accountability and wellness coach. And I'm Dr. Mirari Simeon, an activator of talent, HR executive, author, and working mom. If you're anything like the successful multicultural women we interview on the What Rules podcast, you've learned that you can't do it alone. And we teach women like yourself to outsmart the game to get ahead in your career. We're really talking about those rules that we grew up with as women and expectations that have been placed on us. Our mission is to change the face of leadership at What Rules Podcast. As you listen to our talented guests, take note and take action. Go ahead, go and break those rules. Hello, hello. Welcome to Own Your Power, a three-part mini episode series helping you advance in your career as a woman of color and also help other women of color along the way. This is part one, owning your identity. Dr. Madadi, how are you? You ready to talk about owning your identity? (laughs) Yes, I am. I am ready. So why is owning your identity so important to being a multicultural woman in the workplace? Your identity, as you know, Alisa, it shapes how you experience and how you see the world. For me, at least, understanding my identity really equipped me to take on the world and to really own my power. Ultimately, understanding and embracing our identity will put you in control on how you respond to the opportunities and challenges that you face as a multicultural woman. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, how important it is. And so in this short amount of time, we want to give you a couple of tools to just sit and think about when you look at your own identity There are a ton of different factors. Sometimes you think of your identity as what you can see. You know, I'm 5'1", I have dark skin, right now I have long hair. Like sometimes I think about that as my identity. So what do you suggest that the person listening today thinks about when they think about all parts of themselves? There are different ways to think about it. So as you mentioned, most people automatically think race or age, things that you can see. However, there are so many things that make us us at the end of the day. Our identity is unique and it's complicated and that's okay. You know, the word doesn't really need two of me at this point. I don't know if they're ready for it anyway. (laughs) You know, individuals are not one dimensional and understanding that, that alone is power. So there are several ways that you can think about it. And there's tons of tools out there that people can refer to. But what I would say is when you think about your identity, also think of things like how did you grow up? The experiences that you had growing up. I would also challenge people to think about their truth. What are some of the things that today they may not share with other people as part of their identity? Because when you're holding back and when you're covering a part of your identity, most likely research shows that you're going to be disengaged because there is something about you that you're worrying about covering. In some cases, it may be a mother, 
right? She may want to hide that she's a mom because why? You and I both know all of the stereotypes that are out there. Oh, she may not be engaged in her career or she may not want to advance her career. So there are different areas that you can consider or you should factor in when thinking about your identity. Personality, your work location, your experiences, your marital status, your income, your religion, your department. There are so many different areas that make you you, and you should consider all of them when thinking about your identity. It reminds me of the episode that we had with Thelma Haylock. She's an Afro-Latina, and she was talking about how she didn't want to ever show anyone, especially in the corporate world, she didn't want to talk about how she grew up or, you know, that she was on a twin bed as a college student, yes. all, of, all those things, or even as an adult, little things that you don't really think about. But for her, she actually worked with a coach, and the coach helped her to see what parts of her really made her who she was. And when she got to the point where she accepted who she was, it really transformed the way she showed up at the workplace. I'm curious, Dr. Madadi, have you had any experiences like that? Absolutely. And what is the opposite of identity? Covering, right? And I said that earlier, the opposite of identity is covering. And research already shows that when people cover, there's decreased engagement in the workplace. So for me, my biggest experience, and for a very long time, I didn't realize that part of my identity was my superpower that really helped me in my career. I'll give you one specific example. My parents grew up in manufacturing in the front lines. And I used to be the one who translated most of the time, I would say, for them. And I knew the type of work that they did and how hard they work. For many years, I hid that as a growing executive in corporate America because the peers around me might have all been third, fourth, fifth generation corporate folks who had people in the corporate environment. And honestly, I was ashamed for a very long time until one day I was privileged to lead a huge manufacturing division. And I can tell you that what helped me and my superpower that shined through was because the people on the front line could relate to me and I could relate to them because of my parents. And till this day, those relationships that I was able to build with them was because of the experiences that I've had. And if I would have kept on hiding that, I don't know that I would have been as successful. Because at the end of the day, people knew that I understood because of my experiences, the things that they were going through each day. So to me, that was a superpower that I hid for many years. I mean, talk about owning your power. Let's put a list of all the episodes that talk about owning your identity. And part of this is also turning your adversity into your strength. And really, once you can look at all the good and maybe perceivingly bad parts of you, it is amazing what you can do to leverage that or reframe it for your current experiences. So you're saying the woman listening to this should take a step back and think about who am I? Where do I live? Where do I work? How old am I? What do I believe? What is my family situation? What is my family history? What are my physical abilities? What's my financial situation? I mean, all of this. Yeah. And what I would say is, 
And this is the way that I look at it. Your identity opens doors and there are parts of your identity that unfortunately society will close the doors to. Knowing that alone is a superpower. Because for me, as a Latina, there may be some doors that society may close for me. But knowing that has allowed me to seek mentors and sponsors that are different than me. People that will speak up for me and support me. And they see the world in a different way. Absolutely. Now, as an executive, there are doors that I can open for other people. That, again, is a superpower. And I leverage that power to open the doors for others. So when you think about your identity, think about what are those doors that it opens and closes. And don't look at it from a victim mentality. Oh, my God, all these doors close because I'm a woman, because I'm a mom, or because I'm a Latina. No, be strategic. Knowledge is power. Leverage that so that you can build that support system that you need around you so that you can continue to advance your career. And what would you say for managers, VPs, anyone with a team with multicultural women in their repertoire, or maybe they're mentoring someone, like how would you have them help others identify their identity? (laughs) Absolutely. I would say everyone, whether you're an individual contributor or you're a leader, this is critical for each and every one of you. Take a look at what they call the identity circle. And as you said, write down all the identities, all the things that make you you. And there's not one thing that makes you you. We are multidimensional. There are so many things that make you who you are. Write all those things down. Then prioritize two to three of those dimensions that have the strongest effect on how you view yourself at this point in your life. Those may change later. Maybe later it may be income. Maybe later it may be supporting aging parents, whatever it may be. But write down those two to three dimensions that have the strongest effect, how you view yourself. And then figure out, does those dimensions open doors or those dimensions close doors? And think about it for one moment. If those dimensions that you have open doors, for example, I always talk about being an executive and the doors that I'm able to open, then ask yourself, how many doors have you opened for other people that are not like you, for other people that their doors may be closed because of the way society view things. I had this aha recently about one of my white friends. I was like, if I can show her like all the ins and outs of what it means to be a Latina, she's going to feel so cool. (laughs) So like I try to share things with her all the time. And then when she finally uh, met my parents, they were like, Oh, is she Latina? She like gets us. And it was, I was like, oh my gosh, she's in the inner circle now. It was was really cool because like I started thinking about how like my difference is my superpower, even in a friendship. And I would say even for leaders, research shows that your identity also brings bias, right? Because there are things that you haven't experienced. So to your point, There may be some things that you've gone through that I haven't experienced. For leaders and in the workplace, these show up when you're making decisions in the workplace. For example, when you're hiring a team member or when you're at the people planning table deciding who will receive the next promotion or who has achieved the next promotion. 
this is when your identity and those bias that come with it come in. So as a leader, when you're hiring or when you're making a decision, one question you should always ask yourself is, what am I basing this decision on or this judgment on? And make sure that you're using facts and that you're really leaning to understand and that it's not just based on your experiences based on your identity. That's the only way that you're going to know if you're opening doors or closing doors. And at the end of the day, here's another exercise that I would recommend for everybody to use so that number one, you could expand how you see the world is whose advice do you listen to? In the, the last five people that you've gone to, to ask for advice, who are they? And is their identity similar to yours? Because mm. if it is, then you are missing out on learning more <laughs> about other people's identities. Who do you advocate for? Who's the last person that you hired or the last three? And at the end of the day, who are you inviting to lunch? I always say this, who's sitting at your dinner table or your lunch table? Those are questions that you can ask yourself so that you could understand and really assess, are my leveraging the doors that I open to help others that are different than me? Or am I keeping it closed for those people who need support? That's powerful. I mean, owning your power through being aware of your identity and the identity of others, it sounds so simple, but... It's actually a game changer if you can hone that in and if you know how to own your identity before you allow other people to identify you. <laughs> I mean, there is good feedback that you can always get, but understanding who you are is is huge key. And we're going to give you a bunch of resources in the show notes. If you want the identity circle, we'll throw that in the show notes too. And I would say whether you fill out the circle or just take some time be intentional about it. Set aside some time and just start mapping it out. What are the two to three areas that have the strongest effect on how I view myself? And what do I need to know about myself today to move forward tomorrow? Yes. And this is important for both. I go back to multicultural women and their leaders and organizations because you want your employees to be engaged. And you have the power in your hands as a leader to help them be engaged by providing a safe space where they can be themselves and not have to cover based on appearance, affiliation, advocacy, or association. Thank you, Dr. Madadi. Now, if you haven't had a chance to grab a pencil and paper after this one, coming up next on the Own Your Power series, we are going to talk about using your strengths to unlock your power. So get ready. It is one of my favorite topics. Want more advice on how to break the rules and outsmart the game to advance your career? Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and our website, whatrulespodcast.com for more insight from our guests and hosts and join our community on LinkedIn where we discuss rule-breaking strategies for multicultural women. What Rules is a project of Zara Consulting and is supported by the amazing team at Stories Bureau. This episode was produced by Alexandra Uresta with editing and music supervision by Joshua Ramsey and was engineered and mixed by Tim Ballant. Our podcast cover was designed by Delion Creative. 
Visit whatrulespodcast.com for more info, upcoming events, and all episodes of What Rules, including video, and make sure to give us a follow.